My fellow Americans, are you tired of the new normal? Are you tired of the lies? Election fraud. You know the thing that the mainstream media and big tech says doesn't exist? It is time to end it. We must keep going. If you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. But by all means, keep moving. Many of you are sitting here because you're wanting to know what the plan is. This has to be peaceful. We have the right to peacefully assemble. The solution has been in front of us all along. Ask God if you should step in the gap and become a part of the plan. The plan is simple. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. We are the plan. If you're waiting for others to do the work for you, you're going to be waiting a long time. We are Conservative Daily. Welcome back to another episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Oltman. It's good to see you guys. I want to bring up a few things, if I can, just as housekeeping before we bring April Moss on. It's going to be great to have her. But I will tell you that uh, I, I keep getting phone calls and emails saying, Joe, um, are you being throttled? And I, I want to bring this to everyone's attention. You know, yes. The answer is yes. I know we're being throttled. I know that we're being censored. I know that they're hiding things. Mr. Producer, I, I, I'll, and, and this is, people are, are bringing this up again. They, they brought it up when we were looking at um, some of the other things that were showing up on other platforms. But, uh, you know, they, they shadow ban us on Apple, shadow ban us on different platforms. Uh, Spotify takes down podcasts. I still haven't, I still haven't figured out why. But if you look at this, this is the post from, or the thing from last night. We had seven, 800 people on Rumble. Actually, you can never tell how many people you have on it. But if you look at this, we have 95 Rumbles and 76 views. How's that happen, Mr. Producer? I'm not really sure. So I've, I've never seen that happen so weirdly on Rumble. So I don't know. I'm, we're reaching out to Rumble right now. Hopefully, it's just a glitch, but I'm not really sure what happened. So It's always a glitch, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's human error. I don't know. <laughs> Well, let's go ahead and bring April Moss on. We got a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about uh, CVR cast vote records. April, welcome to the show. Oh, oh we, just, there you are. There she is. Guys, <laughs> yeah, my internet's not working super great today, so thanks for bearing with me. But yeah, the Moment of Truth Summit was incredible. Obviously, 24 hours of straight content. It was a lot to absorb. But one of the takeaways that I think is key here, this idea of a cast vote record. Now, I had never heard of that before coming to Moment of Truth. Uh, you know, didn't quite know what that was. But this is why every citizen who cares about the future of this country needs to understand what a cast vote record is, why it's important, and why you actually have to take action. And Joe, we're coming up on about eight days left before evidence of the November 3rd, 2020 election will be destroyed. And so what citizens need to do, this is a call to action. So if you're listening, please write this down. You need to contact your county clerk and you need to request the cast vote record 
for your county. Now, once you have that, you are to send an email to Mike Lindell's offense team. Now, there's a, an email address that he wants you to send this information to, and that is raccoon, R-A-C-C-O-O-N, at frankspeech.com. Then raccoon is going to be a subject all of the to start investigations into what's going on in all of these. Now, once an investigation is open, they cannot destroy that evidence. So again, the deadline is September 3rd. That's the day where legally uh, counties can, you know, all of the November 3rd, 2020 election data. So the key point is we've got to take action between now and then uh, so that we can get this information in so that sheriffs can begin investigations. Well, let's, you know, the cast vote records is, and they call it, and somebody just said it, election gold, because it gives you full access to all the things that went on during an election. Now, we've talked about what happened in El Paso County, Colorado, where there was an account where they actually counted the ballots, put them back through the machine, and there were hundreds of ballots where they only voted for a specific, like the coroner. So they were doing yeah. the ballots going through it, and there were hundreds of ballots that went through that only voted for the coroner which is highly not unlikely, it's impossible. And it was happening in order. So you'd have a stack of 100 where they would vote for just the coroner, and it was only the coroner for hundreds of ballots. Yes. So these are the things that come out when you go through the cast, uh, uh, cast vote records, because you can see those anomalies occur in real time, and they're all time-stamped, right? That's correct. And I want to point out also, in, the, in Michigan, for example, Patrick Kolbeck uh, did a great analysis of what happened in his township called uh, Canton Township. It happened in other places in Michigan as well. But in Michigan, it is a, a straight party ticket. So you can you know, just vote straight Republican Party. Obviously, your vote would go to all of those candidates that are Republican. What they found through the cast vote records, though, is that... Um, I think it was over 100 votes, even though they hit straight party ticket, somehow that vote went to Biden. And it also happened for Trump. People who voted for Biden uh, found out that their votes then were switched to Trump. So this isn't, you know, this is a nonpartisan issue, obviously. This is an issue with machines and the way that we figure out what's really going on is getting the cast vote record. Now, some really exciting news that was just announced late last night Mike Lindell uh, said on his network that he just found out from lawyers that a judge in Alabama has agreed to hear the evidence that Lindell's lawyers um, have brought forth regarding cast vote records and preliminary injunctions. And they're going to hear it as soon as August 30th. So this is great news. And I think, Joe, um, what people need to understand is a lot of people say, well, hey, I know that Lindell does these events. Um, you know, it's a lot of information, but nothing's come of it. What people need to understand is we are living in a season where judges were, you know, afraid, uh, scared to, to be the ones to stand up and do the right thing. And now because of what's happened to our country under Biden's, uh, you know, fraudulent administration, 
judges are getting that courage. And if we can get one judge to hear a case, it's going to help other judges get that courage as well and say, well, if he did it, you know, I can do it too. Or if she heard it, I can do that too. Um, so I think that's the hope filled message that we all need to hear right now is that it takes everyday citizens getting involved and it takes the courage of judges to hear these cases. Well, and you know, we've, we've talked about the, the, the judiciary being wholly compromised and, but I, you know, the, the lack of courage to me is a compromise as well, because a judge is supposed to be one that actually holds up the law. But we've seen across Absolutely. the country that that's not what's happening. And despite all of the evidence that we have, and I, I mean, you'd probably agree, we have massive amounts of evidence. Yet, this, this isn't, the judiciary is not our only problem. You were a part of the media, and you, you know, and we've talked about this, I don't know if you're comfortable talking about this, but we'll talk about it. You know people all across the country that sit in newsrooms that are afraid to speak, that know the truth, but are afraid to speak that truth. And so they have to go along and they have to parrot these things in order to keep their job. Um, at what point does it become important enough where they recognize that if we don't, on every level, from judges down to media, down to journalists, all across the board, start standing up and speaking, that we're likely not to lose our country, but to push us into a place where, you know, where, there's, where there's actual things happening on the street? Yeah. No, I, I know. And it's a crisis of, of what we've been living through is that there seems to be a lack of courage among people. I, I will say this, I know we were gonna talk about it today. It is really encouraging to see more FBI whistleblowers coming forward and having that courage. I'd like to see more than just 14. Um, you know, how, how big is the FBI, right? Uh, we should be seeing hundreds and hundreds, thousands of FBI agents coming forward. Um, that's where the strength is, the unity in, in those who want to tell the truth and speak the truth. So, so you're so let's exactly actually, right. So let's bring that up. So I'm glad you brought that up. Let's put up A1, if you would. This just in, just the news said more whistleblowers come forward against the out-of-control FBI. Now, this is, by the way, in, in light of all the things that have been happening, we, we've seen this happen over and over and over again, where you you have Dan Crenshaw that's standing up for the FBI. Uh, and we already know, I, you know, I'm, I'm not a big fan of Dan yeah. Crenshaw, period. But the Republicans mm -hmm. and the Democrats in this power, this power environment are now coalescing together and saying, oh, nothing to see here. The FBI, this is dangerous stuff. We shouldn't be talking about this. Uh, the, the, the GOP represents the, the most, uh, what is it, nihilistic? They call it a nihilistic uh, terrorist group. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but, it's, it's absolutely egregious. But I want to point this out. It says, uh, another slew of whistleblowers have come forward with misconduct claims against the FBI following the Bureau's raid on former President Donald Trump's Florida estate. FBI field offices in Miami, Salt Lake City, Buffalo, and Newark face accusations that the upper management coerced agents to sign false affidavit, affidavits, inflated terrorism caseloads to improve the apparent performance engaged in illicit sexual activities or concealed those of others, according to the Washington Times. And it goes on to say that the FBI is completely out of control and its culture and structure needs to change. Uh, not only is the political bias of co completely out of control and disgustingly obvious, the FBI knows they will not be held accountable for their illegal behavior and misconduct, said one whistleblower in a letter to Rep. Lewis Gohmert. 
of the House Judiciary Committee, the whistleblower alleged the FBI Director Christopher Wray ignored her requests of sexual misconduct. Prior to the FBI's raid on Trump's estate, a string of whistleblowers have come forward with accusations of political bias against senior FBI officials. The Washington Field Office, which sent the agents to Florida to raid Trump's estate, was facing its own set of allegations. This episode of Conservative Daily is brought to you by DCF Guns. They're not just a supporter and a partner of the show. They're an organization that is on the front line of promoting safe and responsible gun ownership. Along with being a staunch defender of the Second Amendment, they have a lot of different things inside of their three ranges and stores. So they have a gunsmith at every location. They have the ability to do massive amounts of training, uh, anything from beginners all the way up to uh, competitive shooting. Um, They're also the best gun store in Colorado. Uh, Between a massive arsenal of top-tier firearms, competitive pricing on ammunition, they're a go-to resource for newcomers and expert shooters alike. Memberships there start for as little as $25 a month and offer an arsenal of benefits beyond that, such as store-wide discounts and special access to training. Even better, what you're seeing right now is DCF Guns also has an e-commerce option, meaning you can take advantage of the awesome prices without leaving your home. Just visit dcfguns.co and start browsing. I do want to tell you that as a listener of conservative-daily.com, you get an additional 5% off everything in the store. You have to use discount code Joe. That's J-O-E. That's discount code Joe. Go to dcfguns.co and use discount code Joe. J-O-E. That's me. Or it's coffee, cup of Joe. Um, But you can go there and save an additional 5% off every single thing on the site. Um, As always, we'll keep the range hot and the deals hotter only at DCF Guns in Castle Rock and Colorado Springs and now online available to everyone across the entire country. And so, you know, th- this is serious stuff. Yeah, this it fly- is. Yeah. And um, well, and I think what we're seeing here, too, is that the majority of the FBI, I, I really believe this. I believe that the majority of the FBI are true patriots and they are they're caught in this situation, which many of us have been in before, where you don't want to lose your job. Um, but you're not liking how your division is being run. And it looks like all signs are pointing to it's coming from corruption at the top, right? The management level. Um, These aren't the actual field agents in the different bureaus across the country. This is something that is coming from the top down and from at a federal level out of Washington. So um, again, we need more agents to come forward and again there's strength in numbers if if we're all unified together um certainly you know i think that that really minimizes the i guess fear level you you and i didn't have that luxury joe we you know when we blew the whistle on our on our networks i mean i was the only one in my entire affiliate in detroit who had a problem with the overreach and the propaganda and the medical tyranny that was happening. Um, since, you know, since coming forward, I've heard from many, many people across the country in different newsrooms who are really glad that what I did, but again, it takes courage to do this, to come forward. And you did it on live air, which I thought was absolutely like awesome. I put you, put that was little... terrifying. <laughs> I just kept thinking, they're gonna, they're gonna turn me off, you know. So I have to be so quick in what I'm saying because they're gonna, as soon as somebody's, you know, really listening to what I'm saying. But 
obviously in that situation, it seems like they just checked out and they they weren't paying attention to what I said. So. And then they woke up God like, wait, what, what did you just say? Hold on, stop. What, 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 what just happened? Stop. <laughs> it's too late. <laughs> Internet is forever. Yep. So we have a cut. I want to play this cut because I think it's important. This is Steve Bannon, and he is going crazy. And by the way, I'm, I'm a Bannon fan, right? Mm-hmm. So he was, at the, he was at the summit, and he was walking up, and I whacked him on the butt and just walked away. <laughs> <laughs> when he's getting on the stage because there's all these people around. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> why am I just hearing of this, Joe? I was just messing with him. I thought it was funny, but you know, it, it, I, I had to do it. I told Joe Allen I did it, um, who works with him on, the, so on the network. But I, but I want to play this because he's, you know, he, I asked Joe, who works with Steve, I, I go, well, you know, is he is he afraid of this? He goes, he's not afraid at all. He's not afraid to go to jail. He's not afraid to die. He's not. And so that's that's my spirit animal right there, right? That's my brother from that's another right. mother. Um, and uh, but I want to play this because he calls out Garland. He calls out Biden, and he basically just says, "Hey, you're going to jail. Let's go ahead and play it." Fix. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a technical issue, I think, with Rumble. So make sure. Don't think we're up on Citizens Free Press, which we are every day, because of this. So make sure there's a lot of other alternatives. Jump on another alternative and get us live. Um, we got a lot going on. We're going to get back to Mike Davis. We got Navarro Cortez. Uh, this John Solomon, that last segment, ladies and gentlemen, very, very, very important. John Solomon's article, let's get it up from Just the News last night. And we're going to make sure you understand the timeline here. The Biden administration are scumbags. They're total illegitimate. They didn't win the presidential election. I don't care if the FBI, the Justice Department, YouTube app, I don't care who doesn't like me saying that. We have the receipts and we have the facts. And they act like a third world regime. Okay, they act like a banana republic. What they've done is they've lied about this, and this is why this thing of privilege on the archives turns out to be a massive issue. Because behind the scenes, what they were doing was criminalizing this immediately. And, and Mike Davis is going to get in here. This is completely made up. You got the mainstream, you got New York Times running around, you got Kyle Cheney Polico running around. You guys have nothing, okay? You have nothing. Let me just make, repeat that again. You have nothing. The FBI is a Gestapo. The Just Part, Merrick Garland, you're going to go to prison, brother. We're going to be so relentless when we take power this year on your impeachment, but then after your impeachment to file criminal charges against you, you people are pure and entire scum. Okay, you have weaponized this from the beginning. You're trying to criminalize against Trump. The only way you know you can stop MAGA and stop the ascendant movement of MAGA is quite simply. You're going to try to use law for it. It's not going to work. We're not going to tolerate it. Okay, that's it. We're going to massively win at the polls. Then we're going to impeach you guys. Then we're going to put you in prison. Okay, because you people are a disgrace. And what you. That was amazing. He just doesn't care. I mean, he doesn't care. He just speaks truth. Said. Yeah. He does. And um, I would say the only thing that concerns me is that because they know this, because they have really angered so many people across America with just their lawlessness, that um, it'll be interesting to see what's going to shake out in the next couple of months as we approach midterms. Um, you know, we're just going to get more and more on the offense as time continues. We can't allow our country to be taken like this and uh, for people to continue to stay in places of power that are seemingly against the American people. 
Well, and it's encouraging that the courts are siding with the American people in more than a few places. Uh, we have this article from the California Globe, and uh, three courts rule against uh, Newsom and the state government in COVID business lockdown orders. Um, this just coming in. And uh, so this was the 22nd. So the, the third uh, California court in a week has ruled in favor of the people of California and the United States Constitution against the government over state-ordered COVID lockdowns. California courts are ruling that the government may not have overstepped its authority when they followed Gavin Newsom's shutdown orders, according to the constitutional attorney and U.S. Senate candidate Mark uh, Muser. The cases are to move forward and begin discovery. The Globe spoke with Muser about these groundbreaking judicial decisions. One of these cases is interesting, but three in one week is huge. Um, you know, April, you got to experience this firsthand. Yeah. Do you, yeah, do you think no. do you think this will switch? Do you think that, that we're going to go towards a place where? Yeah, I do, especially more? with yeah, especially with how we how we watched everything go down over the last two years. Now the CDC has come out and said that basically vaccinated and unvaccinated people have, you know, there's no difference, no different uh, differentiation between them. And there are lawyers across the country that are saying, okay, so now that that's been done, we, we now have standing to be able to sue for every single person who lost their job because they didn't get the jab. This is incredible. And I think that, um, especially with Fauci stepping down, although I will say, that whatever he is going to be up to next uh, worries me a little bit too. What what is he going to be involved in next um, now that he stepped down? But we're continuing to go on the offense again um, as as more information comes out and more guidelines keep getting changed, and certainly the people do not want to go back to what we went through in uh, 2020, which has greatly affected our economy. And, and hurting those middle-class Americans as we now face uh, pretty much depression-like numbers, which Steve Cortez actually was on War Room this morning speaking about. So, so what, what's the, you know, I, I look at all of these things where we're, we're getting courts to come out and you have whistleblowers that come out, but April, they're doing real damage. These FBI guys are doing real damage. There was an article in the Gateway Pundit. I don't know if you saw this, but um, Mr. Producer, I'll, I'll pull this for you here so you can have it. This is an FBI agent who lied, destroyed evidence, and someone was sentenced, was sentenced to 18 years in prison as a result of it. They hid evidence. Someone went to, to prison a couple years ago. A, one of the first people to step out um, this is unbelievable. FBI agent pleads guilty to destroying evidence to frame pro-Trump pr political prisoner. This is, this is a former Arkansas state senator, John Woods, first elected official in the state to endorse President Trump in 2016. Um, two years later, he was sentenced to 18 years in federal prison in addition to three years of supervised release and ordered Woods to pay a $1.6 million in restitution. The FBI agent in this case destroyed the evidence on the laptop that they confiscated so that this would, he would be found guilty. And now that person, that lawyer, which is unbelievable to me, or excuse me, that, that FBI agent is not going to go to jail. Yeah, absolutely not okay. I know. It's, we do. We have a banana republic right now. 
It's scary. I, I don't know how. And so this leads me down a slippery slope. You had Kamala Harris in California that was keeping men in prison longer than their sentences, right? The release date, mandatory yes. release date, so that she could have 16 cent an hour slave labor. True. She did it. Yep. True, right? Yep. No, I know all about it. But what about all of those people that aren't state senators, that don't have assets or people that fight for them? How many people are in our prison today, prison system today, that shouldn't be there because the Banana Republic has been going on for decades and they've been mm -hmm. lying and cheating and hiding evidence? How many people do we have that this, this infrastructure has created or put and, and ruined people's lives? How many? Yeah, I mean, innumerable, right? It's it's terrible. So, so I don't I don't know what to think of this in particular because I'm a little shocked by the fact that they came out and they admitted it. But I'm even more shocked at the fact mm -hmm. that he's not facing prison. To me, that seems a little lopsided. I'm shocked and I'm not shocked, right? Because he obviously had orders, right? So so whatever getting to the bottom of whatever is going on in the top management right and and figuring that out which hopefully god willing we'll be able to do when we have some better leadership you know in in our country and and absolutely we need to continue to pursue that and get to the bottom of what's going on but right now it's it's like we're being held captive by people in positions of leadership that are intent upon wasting taxpayer dollars on sham investigations, you know, like the January 6th committee and so many others, um, and spending and spending and spending. And who pays for it but the American taxpayer and the middle class and the, uh, you know, lower middle class gets killed in the process. Literally killed. Mm -hmm. They become pawns in this game. Just wash and repeat, right. rinse and no repeat, rinse out. and repeat. Let, let me ask you. Let me ask you this question: Should we defund the FBI? Um, I honestly think that. So here, here's. I've thought about this a lot, actually. You have all of these great patriotic people currently in the FBI, right? Mm -hmm. well, the problem is the the top, the leadership. It's, it's the leadership is the problem. I would say, yeah, completely dismantle the FBI, right? What are, is there some good that, that they do um, under correct leadership? I don't know. Um, so, so I'm going to work the problem I'd love for to a get minute. rid of a lot of, a lot of three-letter agencies, you know. The the Supreme Court EPA ruling showed that many of these organizations, these three-letter agencies, do not have the teeth that they've been exercising over the last um, 70, 80, 90 years. And remember, the FBI wasn't even formed until after World War II. So it's not, it's a relatively new, I mean, I know it sounds bad to say new, but within the last 100 years is when the FBI right. has been, was created. Um, it, you know, when you weigh the good versus the bad, my my prop my the the thing that I look at when I say hey, should we defund the FBI mm -hmm. is who gets to choose the next leaders, right. <laughs> and you can't right. wash bad leadership after bad leadership and then build a new facade. Let's build a new wall, 
And so mm -hmm. I, I don't think there's another way to get around what the FBI has done to the American people, what the CIA has done to, to countries around the world in creating private wars and color revolutions and, and destroying. I 100% agree. Yeah. I mean, dismantling it, completely dismantling it. Um, you know, I think about I think about the people in our military right now who are miserable. I've talked to so many border patrol and and those that are, you know, across all different branches, right? They they got into this thing, many of them for a love of country, and yet they're heartsick over how things are being managed, right? Like we, we've got great people in places that could do wonderful things. And so defunding, dismantling, and you know, I don't know where you go from there. Do you, do you start something completely different or do you just dismantle it? Well, and that leads me to the next, I mean, the, the next thing that we, we have to talk about, and that is, is government gotten so big in our country that it has lost the ability to do the, the greater good for the people. And if that's the case, do we dismantle the federal government? And, and look, look, this is a this is a bold statement to make, mm -hmm. but but April, everywhere we turn, we can solve a problem very easily. Simply, I mean, the, the election can be solved very. The election process can be solved very easily by going paper ballots that are serialized. You have to have an ID. You vote on one day. I mean, it's we could solve it in, a, in literally twenty four hours. Yet they refuse to. So you've got you've got so many things working against what was designed by our founding fathers. You've got a globalist regime that has infiltrated the Republican Party, the Democratic Party. So it's wiping out people who otherwise would say, you know, Joe, like we're in we're in this time where I mean, there was a day that I remember where we were just all Americans. We were just Americans. Now we're so divided. It's like, oh, you're a liberal Democrat or you're a, you're a progressive Democrat or you're, you know, so far left or you are ultra right. You are dark MAGA and, and to the left, that's a bad thing, right? Um, to, to conservatives, it's like, hey, we just want to put America first values but you've got the globalists that have infiltrated both parties. So that's why we've got all these issues, especially in Michigan with the Uniparty. And these people are compromised. These people have been promised things uh, to, to carry out certain things. That's why we had so many issues with people being against getting rid of voting machines in Michigan. Why? Because they're compromised by the globalists who are backing them, who say, we've got to have the machines in there. You know. And, and the bureaucracy that is really the, the bureaucracy is what ends up ruining this country. So, I mean, it, it's, it's the deep state. It's the deep state bureaucracy, the people you never hear about who make these rules. And, um, and all of us have to, have to abide by them. So, yeah, it's a mess, Joe. It's a mess. You know, I sat on an airplane. This is totally off subject, April, but I want to get your thoughts on this. I sat on an airplane coming back from Springfield next to a kid named Javier. And he's 20 years old. He lives in Oregon. I told him that we'd have the pod, we, that, where the podcast was. And um, he's from Mexico. His sister was murdered by the cartel. Mm. His 
his nephew is now his younger brother because his family has to take care of him. He told me this story. He told me this all about his family. I, I literally sat with him. And, um, you know, Apollo, you were there, right, when I was having conversations with him. I, I bought him drinks, uh, food, because the plane got delayed. Obviously, you got delayed, too. But I walked through this, and um, I asked him. I go, I'm a Christian conservative. And his eyes about bugged out of his head. He was like, <laughs> like, why would you say that to me? I just told you I'm from Oregon. I told you that I'm from Mexico, right? That I, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, and so I, we started to have this conversation and at the end of it, um, you know, I gave him some advice. I told him about my life, just basic principles as I listened to his life. Mm-hmm. And, and I said to him, I go, what part of the values that I have are you against? And he goes, I'm not, a, I'm not a, I'm not against any of those values. I said, well, those are my values. And he goes, well, that's not what we hear. It was a, it was a paradigm crash for him. How many times has the media, the FBI, the, the, these people, this, this cabal of elitist turned us against each other while they basically feed off of our flesh? Yep. Well, it's, it's demonic. It's evil. Um, and I think that's why, and your viewers, your listeners, you know, have have moved away, thankfully, from the brainwashing that the mainstream media is. But Javier is a, gr- a great example of somebody who clearly is watching CNN, MSNBC, all of them. Do you know, Joe, this is interesting. I have a, a close family member of mine who came to my house and, you know, I'm an unabashed Christian Christian woman, Christian family. My husband and I have been married for 17 years. We homeschool our four kids. I'm about as conservative as you can possibly get. And we go to church on Sundays. This person came into my home, knows me, has known me my entire life, and said to me that the most hateful people on earth are those that call themselves Trump supporters and who go to church on Sundays. They are the most hateful people. I don't see it. I looked at this person like, you've got to be kidding me. You're telling me that I'm the most hateful person. And they said, well, no, 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 not you. But people who go to church on Sundays and are Trump supporters are the insurrectionists. And his face got extremely red, very angry with me when I tried to say, you do understand you're talking about me, that me and my family are dangerous and hateful people. And... This is somebody who only consumes mainstream media. You know, um, that is scary to me because this person could not could not even have the discernment to hear something like that coming from mainstream media and be able to discern. Well, wait a second, that's not true because this person I've known her entire life, she's not like that. Yeah. Um, that's what's scary to me. And I pray for that person every day that they would wake up. So I wanna, I'm going to work the problem with you a little bit on the air, but we're going to do the Doctrine of the Lesser Magistrates tour across the country. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to talk to conservatives. I want right. people to enroll us to come into their community, but I don't want them there. I want the people that say what you said, that, that Trump supporters are hateful and that they go to church and that they're hateful. Right. I, w- I want those people to show up to these meetings we have across the country. 
And the reason being Me is too, because, because that's where we're going to make the change, Joe. Yeah. That's where the change happens. And actually, I'm, I'm really glad that you brought this, this up. Where I moved to in Texas, it's very close by to a very liberal me. area. Very close by to me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, and and there's a lot of people who have left California, came to Texas, are fully aware that the values that they thought that they had or the values that they have that they thought that they aligned with the, the leftist liberal they're realizing now, wait a second, we're on the same page as conservatives. My, my values are not pro-LGBTQ or pro-transgenderism or any of these things that we're seeing the progressives push. Um, and it, we've been able to have great conversations because we agree on so many things when we just talk about your basic values, right? Like, hey, you're a parent, you've got kids, you love your kids, you want your kids to be able to have a great education without being forced to wear a face diaper on, you know, uh, all day long for eight hours. These are people who are committed to stepping away from uh, the liberal mindset and being able to have so much in common. And it really has been birthed out of this medical free freedom movement. Um, and so I, I interact with these people quite a bit and it's it's amazing it's great because what it reminds us is that hey we're all americans there's no more of this division and that's what we need to get to joe is having the hard discussions and really hearing from what they have to say and honestly as we're talking about this i'm thinking the best place to go would be um you know college campuses or you or areas towns in universities because you can't go to an area where there's a university and not drive through a section of town, specifically where all the, the kids live, and not see transgender flags, you know, flying in the, you know, uh, off of the house and things like that. Those would be great areas to target. You know, I, I agree with you fully, and I think you should actually be the one to go on the road and do a little bit of these talking. So we've got the, the I would doc love to. we got the doctrine group, and we've put it all together. So we have the professor and other people that we said, all right, we're going to build this team of 20 people. We're going to walk side by side. Um, I got Candace Taylor. I want her to go on that, on that, that as yes, well. Yes, I love that woman. And I want to get people out there that can talk sensibilities, to mm -hmm. talk, to, talk to kids about what they're really feeling. Because there are so many kids out there that are conflicted. You know, I was talking to my son, and he's conflicted. Talk to my daughter. Mm -hmm. And even being as strong of a, of a Christian, uh, conservative woman that she is, she's very strong. I'm actually, mm -hmm. I feel bad for her boyfriend because she's really strong. <laughs> if, he, if, he, if, he go, if he gets weak knees just one time, he's out. <laughs> but even, even with that, they're so, they look at things and they become so conflicted and confused because they, they interact and what they're being told in the media is totally different. And so yes. I think that we have to get to these young people and start talking to them and, and stopping these, these evil little, um, you know, Jim Brower last night was like, he was talking mm -hmm. about the media. Do you know who Jim Brower is? Yeah. The mm -hmm. comedian. Oh, yeah, yeah. that guy's amazing. So I went to go he see is. him last He's night. Oh, that's amazing. But but I think that you're right. But we have to get out there, and we have to be willing to make some sacrifice to talk to these young people and listen to them, the ones that will listen. Now, the ones that don't listen, that want to just scream and come in and talk about all sorts of yippity-yap-yap-yap yap, yap propaganda, now, they can be shown mm -hmm. the door. Get out. 
right? Well, and, want- and here's the point. Here's the thing too. And I agree with you on that, but I will say this, especially the ones that talk about the propaganda, because when we come to them with facts and Charlie Kirk has done an amazing job of doing this. Many of you have seen the work he's done on college campuses, but you come to them with facts and propaganda cannot stand up to the truth. Propaganda is, is, you know, is not weighty where we can actually say, okay, so you believe that everybody should have socialized health care. Did you know that that's one of the first tenets of, you know, Marxism is that this is how they like to infiltrate into countries. They start opening the door with the idea of, you know, health care for everybody. And we can go through the timeline of history and showing them what the effects of these so-called great policies, right? It sounds wonderful, social justice, all these buzzwords you hear all the time. But when we actually come with, uh, to them with facts, they, they're, not, they're gonna be speechless because they've never heard of these concepts before. So I think it's really important and, and I'm glad you brought up your children because I, I wonder too if there's a place where um, young adults and, and older teens could have this conversation as well with the audience. Oh, we lost your sound. We lost your sound. We lost your sound. See if we can get that back here real quick. Uh, Tired of feeling like someone's always watching on the internet. Maybe advertisers know a little too much about you. IP Vanish is a solution for you. You can use IP Vanish on your, your computer, tablets, phones. You can use it on multiple devices at the same time without sacrificing speed. Um, they're, for you, and, and here's the thing, it, it, it blocks advertisers, hackers, um, your ISP, third parties from getting access to information to you, uh, blocks people from getting access to your passwords. All the data is encrypted. And for our listeners, you can get 70% off their yearly plan for listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. It's like getting nine months for free. It's super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button. A disclaimer, if you are using things, True Social, you have to turn off the VPN. If you are using things like uh, vMix, uh, Chevy apps, or things like that. So there are some things that does need a dedicated IP, um, and it recognizes that. So just keep that in mind. So go to ipvanish.com slash daily, use promo code daily, and save your 70% off. All right, she's going to come back in. Um, yeah, so so let me let me just tell you, and I and I'll say this, and I, I hope to have her back on here really quickly because I want to talk about the Charlie Kirk issues. I think Charlie Kirk is great. I think all the talking I call them talking heads. I think all the talking heads are great. I even become a talking head, so I'm I'm great too. A little bobblehead. Hey, we should have a bobblehead, Joe. I think we should have a bobblehead, Joe. We do that. I think they're great, but by presenting and when when April comes back on, we'll talk about this specifically by presenting the facts against propaganda. You, there's a conflict that happens in a person of whether or not they believe it or don't believe it. And so there's automatically the stakes are putting in the ground. Yeah, thanks. Can you guys hear me now? Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, perfect. So, so sorry about that. Yeah, so keep, keep going because I want to talk to you about Charlie Kirk when you're, when you're done with your thought on this. Absolutely. Um, so my thought is, is that this is just real life, what we've had to have real conversations with our children um, over the last two years, specifically when it comes to the point of gun control. This this topic alone is something that I'm seeing teenagers really struggle with, especially ones that are in a school system, because it's been ingrained in their minds that people should not be able to have uh automatic rifles. They should not be able to have the capability to, you know, pop off multiple rounds and things like that. 
that discussion needs to be, I think, dealt with in a different way because we have this very polarized view where even from a conservative family or Christian family, my sons have had to have conversations with kids in their youth group where they're like, well, we just don't understand why you need to have so many guns or we don't really understand why um, you feel like you need to have this AR-15, right? Um, and then the common argument back to that is, well, listen, we have the Second Amendment that shall not be infringed upon. We should be able to own whatever uh, weapon we'd like to own. And I, I just think we need, to, we need to come up with a better way to reach kids who don't quite understand this issue. Okay, so I want to I I correct this real quick. You meant semi-automatic weapons because automatic yes, weapons. Yes, sorry. Not. Okay. I, I, <laughs> and somebody said to correct you, and I was like, I'll wait, I'll wait, I want to wait, I want to wait. And then I'm like, we're getting too far away from it. i got to correct it. Semi-automatic, semi-automatic rifles. But yeah, So sorry. Guys, listen, my, my <laughs> husband and my boys are going to be like, Mom, we can't believe you didn't get that right. <laughs> sorry. But, but the idea of having this conversation with the youth, because this, that we know that this is going to be the biggest attack in, in their generation where they're going to try to get rid of our ability to have guns. And so we have to be able to have these conversations and, and having this generation understand, you know, the importance of it. No, you, you're you're absolutely right, and they've what they've done is they've created so many problems. It's like a circus. It's one mm -hmm. of the reasons why I love Jim Brower so so much is that this brewer so much. This guy literally talks about truth all day long. And there were people in the audience when I watched him last night. They were like this. So he just called them out. He goes, "Oh, you don't you don't like that? You don't like the fact that I said can't say gay and that that's a lie. That's not what happened. Oh, then go read something. He actually told him, go read something. All right. Don't worry. I'll, I'll get to you. Oh, you don't. Oh, I'm so sorry. And then he went back to his deal, but he called out those people. But here's the thing, April. There's not many people that are like that, but they're the loudest ones in the room running their mouths, being bullies and trying to suppress other people with lies and propaganda. This yep. is the problem that I have with the Charlie Kirks. Actually, I have more of a problem with Ben Shapiro because the guy literally irritates me. He irritates me. He irritates me for a lot of reasons. One, because he's three feet tall. Two, because he, he talks as if he's an expert in every category. Oh, there was no election yeah. fraud, right? Well, I'm an right. expert. I'm telling you there's election fraud. And so these guys talk about things that they're not experts in. And, mm -hmm. you know, Charlie Kirk is not like that, but he talks with such... He, he, he's armed with so much information that he, he hits propaganda in the face, right? Mm -hmm. yep. that's, that's like me talking about system architecture at a very, um, at a very uh, granular level, and mm -hmm. people can't understand it. And so what happens with propaganda is the propaganda may not be able to, to, to stand in the face of, of truth, but the truth becomes either more complex or too granular that it doesn't mm -hmm. offset what really is being said in the propaganda. Now, we understand it. People that actually do the research, we understand it. So it's kind of like, oh, burn moment when he gets up there on stage and somebody asks a question and he answers the question and it's like a mic moment. We're gonna, it's going to be on Instagram everywhere and too many people are going to watch it, right? And everybody's <laughs> going to like it. But the problem is, is that we have to start talking to these young people, these young men and young women at a level that is not in the complex. That, Absolutely. That, that asks them to give us information. Listen, if that's true, if what you're saying is true, show me. 
We have to start in a place of humility. We have to start in a place of a little bit more grace. And I think that, you know, I started that with Javier, and at the end of it, he could not believe he was sitting next to what he saw as the number one enemy of Camp Antifa. You know, I love that. And, and here's, the, here's the difference, too, is when you're one-on-one -on -one with somebody, there's that, there's that relational and that intimacy that you get that can't be achieved when you're standing on a stage with a microphone talking yeah. to hundreds of kids, right? But that's, um, that's something that I think we should ponder on how to do that. Certainly, everybody should be from a place of humility in general. You know, I, I never claim to be an expert on anything. I just, uh, I, what I know really well is that it's really important to have a mom and a dad in the home to spend time with your kids and raise them up so that they are strong in who they are and in their moral values. And that is going to impact the next generation. So everything that I do in my life flows from that vision that I have, that I want my children to be, to be very clear on who they are, who they were made to be and support it in that. And that doesn't happen by constantly putting your kids, and I, I, I'm not trying to fault any parents who put their kids in school. I'm not, that's not my intent at all. But what I'm saying is, um, if you do choose to put your kids in school and then into a whole bunch of other extracurricular activities, at some point you have to ask yourself, when was I, when did I have time to minister to my child today or mm. this week or this month? What, what time am I giving to my kids? And I'll tell you, Joe, the older my kids get, actually the more time they need with me um, to just talk, process life, uh, all, all of it. And um, so we have some late nights in this house. Usually they want to talk at like 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night uh, about all these things that are heavy on their hearts. But even as tired as I am, sometimes I, I, I sit up there and I, I talk with them because we can't keep pushing our kids into situations where where we don't have time to hear them i mean look at the look at all these kids who have issues with their identity they don't know who they are they're confused they're looking at social media they're looking at TikTok. they're looking at celebrities to understand their place in this world when what we have to get back to are the core values of basically the traditional home right where the mother and the father are the number one disciplers and mentors of them and and then other other things come after that but you're right when you talk to javier that's amazing because you were able to have that intimate one-on-one -on -one connection and he was able to relate to you uh because you came from a place of humility and just wanting to understand mm -hmm. and exactly right we cannot come come at this with an arrogance or a haughtiness yeah, and you know, part part of this is getting people that are in those communities involved in the conversation so that they can sit and talk as well. Because I think so often we talk to people and not with people. Mm -hmm. And so getting people that are in those environments as we go on this tour um, that are from the community, from both sides, and say, all right, listen, yeah. we're going to have a conversation. But if you think this is going to be a bandstand, we set the rules. If you think it's going to be a bandstand where you can stand up there and, and spew lies, we'll kick you off the stage. We'll kick you off of the environment where yep. you speak. And be unapologetic about the fact that the second you lie, you're out. Right? Lie one, mm -hmm. you're out. All right, show me. If you, have, if you walk on that stage and you don't have proof of what you're talking about, real proof. I mean, real documented proof. Then get off. Get off the stage. Yep. So I think that 
That will allow for accountability in discussions and dialogue because so often our elected leaders are just talking heads. And so are the people oh, that get exactly up on stage. Right. So I want to go over a couple more issues with you that, we, that, that are out there. And this is unbelievable. Unbelievable. <sighs> Obama tweeted this um, yesterday. Um, I wish he would just like get hit by a wave. But um, I will always be grateful that we have a once-in-a-century public health leader to guide us through a once-in-a-century pandemic. Few people have touched more lives than Dr. Fauci, and I'm glad he's not done yet. Um, yeah, he's touched so many lives that died. Um, he's killed probably millions at this point. Yeah. You know, if you go back to the 1980s and the work that he, he did and uh, Ebola and, and all of these things where they, he was literally involved with the destruction of thousands upon thousands of people, that's just in the 1980s alone. And we haven't even started talking about what he did in the 90s and the early 2000s in outbreaks all across Africa that were funded and joint partnership with a guy named Bill Gates. Um, yes. He's done, he's done a lot of harm to a lot of people globally. And frankly, I think, the guy, I think the guy should pay for his crimes. I think it's not just treason against the American people. It's treason against the entire world. It's genocide. Absolutely. No, he has to be held accountable. And I think that's the rallying cry among many people in our movement is that, listen, just because he's stepping down does not mean that he is not going to be held accountable. And I'm just so I'm proud. You know who's amazing? Um, Blake Masters out of Arizona has promised to go after Fauci. Um, so and he did he did just win that race, um, I believe. So um, you know, people need to get him in on in November as well, and we just have to hold these people accountable. You're exactly what, right. I mean, crimes against humanity. What do you think will happen if one of the AGs in one of these states uh, charges Fauci with a crime? You know, obviously there's a separation between the state powers and the federal powers, and so this, the federal government has no power to oversee or stop a criminal indictment of someone in the federal government for their work. They, they have no immunity when it comes to uh, purposeful intent. What do you think happens? Do you think, let's say that somebody uh, does charge Fauci with a crime at a state level. Uh, how do you think this will end for, for both sides, both the state and the federal side? Um, that's a really good point. I'd like to say that justice would be would be done. I'd like to say that we would actually have so many people here in America that would absolutely demand for for justice to happen. You know, I'm curious why it hasn't happened yet, to be honest. We've got people all across the world who know that Fauci is bad news. And uh, I'm frankly surprised there hasn't been some sort of um, global attempt to hold him accountable. And hopefully that'll still come. Um, again, you know, we're, we're battling this mainstream media where they've exalted him to such a godlike status that so many people are completely unaware of Fauci's past. You know, Robert F. Kennedy wrote an incredible book all about him. Mm -hmm. I, I encourage everybody to, to purchase it. If you haven't yet, you can go to childrenshealthdefense.org to buy it. Um, I'm, I'm like halfway through and in the first five pages, you're like, this guy should have been locked up 20 years ago. So clearly he's being, you know, he's been protected and that doesn't mean, though, that 
we're not going to see justice. And I am a, a glass half full type of girl. So I'm always going to say, hey, listen, if, if an AG brings something against him, then I'm hopeful that we're going to see some justice happen. But but also Bill Gates, I mean, I wonder all the, all the time, like, why are we allowing this man to have any sort of standing with um, public health, right? He's a tech guy and he, because of his finances, has wormed and weaseled his way into the scientific and medical community where he speaks of, you know, and, and we listen to him. It's, we don't, but many people do. Um, case in point, when we talk about the left, you know, I just had a conversation six months ago with that same person who said that Christians who go to church are the most hateful people on earth because they caused the insurrection on January 6th. Uh, this same person said, how dare you say anything bad about Bill Gates? He's such a good philanthropist. So we're back to the same place again, Joe, where mainstream media continually lies and covers up for these people and exalts them as if they are the, the saviors of the world. And so we're always going to be the ones that are on the offensive, right? Always the ones speaking out the truth about the true identity of who these people are. And it's an upward battle because they have unlimited funds and resources to continue their propaganda and brainwashing. Yeah, no, no question. We, we have a couple big hit stories as well that um, are shedding light on everything that's happening um, across the nation, including media. And, and frankly, uh, April, all the things that you hit on are things that we should be paying attention to, but there's so many holes in the boat that we mm -hmm. find ourselves you know, trying to plug all these different holes because the corruption has gone so deep and so long, we've let them all these weeds grow that our yard is out of control. Our land is out of control. Yeah. Um, but Time Magazine did a, uh, <laughs> an article on the egregious deficiencies, bots, foreign agents, the biggest allegations from the Twitter whistleblower. So this is the former top security official alleged that the company executives endangered national security through egregious deficiencies in privacy and security and systematically misled users, members of its board, investors, and governing officials about those vulnerabilities. The, the, this official, Peter uh, Zatko, they used to call him Mudge, is a famous hacker and one of the nation's top cybersecurity experts. Um, so he's now become a whistleblower, come forward and said that he's uh, wanting these protections. But um, he provided documents as well. Um, he accuses the uh, social media platform top executives of violating the Federal Trade Commission's Act and Securities and Exchange Commission's regulation by misleading users and members about critical data security and privacy issues. Um, so this is pretty big. I mean, it, it feels like the, the wheels of the bus for the radical left are coming off. Absolutely. I mean, I feel like we keep getting good news every single day, even though we know we're hard pressed on every side. But um, this is great. And again, more whistleblowers need to come forward. And um, there's a whole lot. You're exactly right with the holes in the boat. You and I were over here juggling constantly all of these different issues, all of these. And that was by design, right? They want us to be um, so divided on so many things and have so many issues that we're trying to fix that we really can't be effective at all. Um, but you just you got to just keep plugging, plugging away every day. So. so um there's more on this story that we're going to do later on this week, um, but there's the 
the number of things that's happening is off the charts. It's just off the charts. Mm -hmm. We have a quick commercial we have to play April. Then when you come back, I want to, I want to, people are just wondering who Jim Brewer is. Jim Brewer's a comedian. I'm going to get a quick clip after the commercial where we show you. Yeah, he's really awesome. But if we can get a quick clip, Mr. Producer from Jim, Uh, he talked about COVID. He's talked about the cancel culture. He's a pretty amazing person. We'll just play a one minute clip of him. And then I want to, because I saw him last night, my friend Dave uh, had a, had a tumor on his heart, um, had open heart surgery and got it cut open. And um, he's actually a doctor. So he's a doctor that had this thing that happened to him. And we went to see uh, Jim last night and his wife, Kim, uh, told Jim that, Hey, my husband wanted to be here. Could, is there any way that you can, you know, just uh, take a picture with me so that I can uh, send it to David. He did one better than that. And we found out something about Jim that I don't think many people know. Uh, so we're also going to pray for him. But let's go ahead and play this commercial and then we'll play a little bit on Jim. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell. And my employees and I want to thank each and every one of you for your support by bringing you the My Pill that started it all. My Pillow's patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs regardless of your sleep position. This promo code CD21. We've sold over 70 million My Pillows and now I'm bringing it to you for the lowest price ever. This promo code CD21. For the audio version. Now only 1988 with your promo code. Now's the time to get them for your friends, your family, your neighbors, everyone you know. My Pillows make the best gifts ever. In the times we're in, one thing we all need is getting a great night's sleep. So go to MyPillow.com or call that number on your screen now. Use your promo code and you'll get my standard MyPillow for CD only 1988 For a more custom fit, Charlie my David premium 21. queen, only $24.98. Or my premium king, only $29.98. This is a limited time offer, so order now. All right. There's a shout out to Mike Lindell. Super good guy. Amazing patriot, Mr. Producer. Do you have that one minute clip of of Jim at all? Of the of the, just uh, something he's done, so people know what I'm, who we're talking about. Uh, do you mean comedy or the one that he sent? Comedy, for our friend. Comedy. Yes, I have uh, some COVID stuff. All right, let's do just a quick clip if we can, so you guys can see who we're talking about. Yeah, so this we played on the show before, so uh, be prepared to laugh your butt off. Um, we're gonna just gonna play a bit of it. All right. If science is your God, science will tell you that's not good for your physical being. It means you're always scrunched up and your ass can't work right. And you just can't wait to go, I can't wait to talk about this subject with my facts and figures that I learned. <laughs> and we see you trying to escape, trying to let gas out. You can't even let gas out. That is so unhealthy for you. You can't hide it. You can, we can hear it. It sounds like when you blow up a balloon. <laughs> and you know when you let out a little tiny bit of air at a time? That's what your ass sounds like. I am so offended. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Take it down. All right. So Jim is hilarious. I laugh the entire time. He's okay. So for those who are just listening to the audio version, you have to see his facial expressions. That's what puts me over the top. Um, he's just so funny in the way that he contorts his face up and, and everything. So yeah, he's great. I mean, I, 
I first found out about him on SNL, right? All those years ago when he was Goat Boy. Well, and by the way, he, um, he talks about faith. He, he puts it all in perspective for you. He talks about cancel culture. He said that, you know, he just wants, <laughs> he was talking about the can't say gay and the, the educators in, in, uh, in the schools in Florida. And he goes, no, actually what they meant is if you're a five-year-old, six-year-old, seven-year-old, eight-year-old, nine-year-old, that they shouldn't have the ability to tell these kids. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, I'll put it on my page. You can see it. But basically he says, little boy, do, do you like my pinky up your butt? I, I just watch. <laughs> it was the funniest thing ever because he does it out of nowhere. And then you get the offended people in the audience that are like, <laughs> a couple. Yeah, because they have like, no idea what the actual bill is because they've been lied to by mainstream media. Right. But last night, Kim went to him and said, hey, can I just get a picture of you? And he did one better. And, uh, you know, this is pretty, this is, you know, I, I give Jim a, a shout out all the time on this show because I love watching his comedy. We played it on Friday, Fun Friday, probably three times. I, I always mimic him. Ah, trust the science, trust the science. Um, but uh, he did this heartfelt, he grabbed her phone and said, hey, you do it as if you're going to send a message. Grabbed her phone and she played this message. So let's go ahead and play this from Jim. Tumor removed. Things are gonna be good. Your wife loves you. Loves you. Like she's beaming. Oh, Dave. It's a beautiful thing, brother. My wife stage four, five years, living on a trial. She's amazing. Don't ever give up. Don't ever feel bad. And always, always, always ask a million questions. You're a warrior. Wish you were here. We'll see you next time. What a good man. Yeah. What a good man. You know, uh, Dave's my friend. But... You never would know that Jim's going through this. No. Right? Because he doesn't talk about it. He makes everybody else laugh. I actually didn't know. I didn't know that his wife was in stage four. Yeah. So it's, a, it's kind of a big deal. And, uh, you know, the vulnerability that he gave to Dave, who just had this tumor with multiple cancers in it taken from his chest, he went through chemo and radiation. It, it shows you just how authentic Jim is when he speaks to people. He's be speaking to them and, and using comedy to do it. But the way that he, yeah. he aligns faith, he aligns his own foibles, things that he's done in his life, he, he's so transparent in it. it. You can't help but just love a man like that for just living uh, his life to bring joy to other people's lives. So uh, in the prayer we have today, we're going to pray for Jim's wife. Excellent. I want to pray for you. Oh, thanks, guys. I'll give you the final word, and then we'll just kind of close out. Well, I just want to say, Joe, it was so, such an honor to get to spend some time with you this weekend in Missouri at Moment of Truth. And it really, our conversation, it stuck with me. And I was thinking about it yesterday, sitting in the airport, and just thanking God for bringing us together with so many other brave people who we risk we risk a lot by speaking out against what's going on. We risk a lot by speaking out against election fraud, but it doesn't matter. We're not, 
you know, we're not filled with fear. We love this country. Uh, we're going to do what's right. And I just, I feel humbled to even be in the presence of, of you and so many other brave people. Uh, I have the utmost respect for you, Joe. So um, thank Feeling you for what you do. Thank you so much for this show that's reaching so many people. And we'll get this rumble situation taken care of because people need to hear what you have to say. And you've developed that trust with people because you're trustworthy. It's uh, so thank you. It takes a village, right? Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate all the work that you're doing as well. well I'm, I'm going to pray for you. And uh, I'm, I'm going to hang out with your husband when we get down there. I think we'll get all get together when we get down to Texas. Um, it's going to be a big party. A We're going to have a great time. Yeah, we'll live stream it for everyone that's listening. <laughs> yes, okay, we yes, might. yes. <laughs> okay, we might not do that. We'll have a, <laughs> I think we need, to do a, um, we need to do a live stream from the golf course, too. I we'll absolutely agree. We'll have to come up with a fun video. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but I'm going to go ahead and pray. I'm going to include Jim. Obviously, I'm going to include my friend Dave and my friend Derek. There's just a lot of people that are going through a lot of things. So if you're going through something, we'll, we'll, we'll drop a prayer for you as well. And I would just ask for everyone that's listening to also pray for Jim. Um, you know, he's, uh, I'm sorry, pray for Jim, but pray for his wife. That's, that's yeah. a, that's a big thing. And, you know, he's, uh, he is a father, he is a husband and just to, to see, and if you get a chance to see him, if you get a chance to see him in person, it's, un it's unbelievable. I mean, he's on the East coast. I think he's in Pennsylvania next in December. No, New Jersey. He's in New Jersey. Um, he's in Colorado for a couple more uh, shows. I heard, I heard he's coming to Texas too. He is. He is. Mm -hmm. I, 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 I stalk him. I told him that as soon as Dave gets out of the hospital, we're going to fly out to you. Absolutely. And see, and see him. So, all right. Father God, thank you. Just thank you. Thank you for the time that we have together. Thank you for having April Moss on this show. Thank you for her uh, tireless effort and for her courage, for her commitment. Father, thank you for those that stand for truth. Thank you for the, the moms, the, the mothers, the, the wives who have made it possible to save our nation, Father, that have stood in the gap while you know, men have been largely apathetic. But thank you for, for having them stand up and hold things together. And thank you for the men that recognize it and have stepped in the gap to do the right thing and stand shoulder to shoulder with other women and other men and encourage other men to stand up and to make the sacrifices that are necessary. Father, thank you for the time that our teams put in to making this show possible. Thank you for people like Jim who make people laugh, make people enjoy, um, and see, see life for what it is, just a, a great gift for all of us. Father, I ask for a, a special blessing on Jim Brewer and his wife. Um, I didn't catch her, his wife's name, and I didn't research it, but I, you know who she is. I would just ask you to put a, a blessing of healing on her. I would ask you to get her through these trials that she may overcome this adversity from cancer. I would just ask you to comfort his family, their children, to give them peace, to give them joy, to enjoy each other. Father, I would just, I would just ask you to protect Jim, protect his heart, protect his mind, to put a wrap of protection around him, his health, that, that, he, may, that he may feel your presence every single day. Father, I ask you to, 
to please uh, watch over Dave. He just got the can- the tumor out and, and help him be healed quickly. Give Kim, his wife, um, peace and their kids. They're three beautiful kids. I would just ask you to watch over them as well. Father, please bless April and her husband and their children. Bless them with the ability to uh, p- push forward and look at mission and to teach their kids the things but the, the difference between right and wrong and they may stick father they may they may be discerned by you to do the right things and to fight for those that come after them as well father help us that we may speak truth that we may unveil all the evil and we may push the evil back to where it came from help us to be able to change the minds and the hearts of those people who are misguided that you know have been sucked into this propaganda and these lies by our government and by media father I would ask you to just give the voice of truth its day every day, that it may have the bullhorn and that it may carry forward and reinstitute and restore you to our community, Father, to, to, our, to our neighborhoods and to our families and to our friends. Help us to be united, Father. I ask for all of these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. That was amazing. You can find April at aprilmosstv.com. Go there. And then That's you're, right. Are you just on April Moss TV or do you, you're also on other channels as well? Um, I just I'm on pretty much every social media. Uh, Getter's probably my favorite right now. Put out a lot of content on Telegram, my Telegram channel. Everything is is linked at on my website so you can find me and um, any story ideas that you guys have for me or things you want me to investigate, you can contact me through my website and I'll communicate with you that way. Awesome. April, thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate you. The honor was all. I think we lost April. Hmm. I think she was going to say the honor is hers, but maybe she said the honor is yours. <laughs> <laughs> I said the honor is all mine to be on your show. Thank you. Love having you on. Obviously, we'll have you on regularly. So God bless you. You as well. Thanks, Joe. Right. Well, we are at the end of the show. We'll be back at 4 o'clock tonight. We've got some updates happening from El Paso County, things in Colorado, but also around the nation. We have a, is someone that's going to be on tonight. It's uh, Dominic. Dominique? Monique. Monique. Monique Miles. Monique Miles. Monique Miles. Uh, Monique Miles will be on tonight. I don't know why I missed that. See, now I feel bad. Monique Miles is going to be on tonight. You're not going to want to miss that interview. It's going to be absolute fire. So that's it for this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you at 4 o'clock. God bless you. If you want to watch Conservative Daily Podcast, we go live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time and 4 p.m. Mountain Time. You can find us live at conservative-daily.com on Rumble, on Frank's Beach, where we go live on Lindell TV 2 at those same times, on DLive, and now on Odyssey. You can also find our episodes at brighteon.com. Make sure you also check out the link in the description to go to the Brighteon store and prepare you and your family with the awesome storable food and other products that they have there. You can find us on the audio edition at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, Audible, 
and everywhere else. Make sure you go and give us a five-star review and be that ambassador of truth. Share this episode with everyone who needs to hear it. Text the word FREEDOM to 89517 and we'll shoot you a text message when we're about to go live. Check out the description for our link to the daily newsletter so you get access to the fax blasts. We want to thank you for being a listener of Conservative Daily Podcast as we pursue truth and fight to restore our nation. We will continue to provide you with the most important information that the mainstream media will not show you. Now at conservative-daily.com, you have the option to become a member with us. Each membership option varies in access and discounts in regards to the ability to interact with the Daily Facts Blast, monthly savings, access to extra content, and interactions with the hosts and guests of the show. Go to conservative-daily.com and become a member right now for as little as $10 a month. Make sure you check out social media and find us everywhere at Conservative Daily and at Joel Oltman. We'll see you next time on Conservative Daily Podcast. It's time to do the hard work. Let's take our country back, patriots. God bless America.